This is Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, episode number 69. During this episode, we discuss how healthcare leaders can overcome challenges with unmanageable workloads, less time and fewer resources, and competing initiatives by leveraging their productivity and relationships polarity. Don't miss this. Hi, healthcare leaders. I'm Tracy Christofferson. And I'm Michelle Trosett. We're your hosts for Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, and we are so grateful you joined us today. You're about to see healthcare problems and challenges through a brand new lens and take your leadership to a whole new level with this podcast. We've coached healthcare leaders from across North America for over 30 years as they strive to establish healthy healing organizations and thriving work cultures. This is the only podcast that shows healthcare leaders how to apply polarity thinking the missing logic in healthcare to their reoccurring challenges so they can stop wasting time, money, and resources on fixes that fail. If you want to create a healthy healing organization where staff and leaders thrive and perform at their highest level, where values are aligned, outcomes are sustainable, and the highest quality of care is delivered, then this podcast is for you. Keep listening. Each week, you're going to learn how to leverage a polarity mindset and manage competing priorities as we use a polarity lens to explore everyday challenges with the leaders who are striving to manage them. We're thrilled you're here. Hi, everybody. It's Tracy. And Michelle. Back. We are. Back for another episode. Another episode. Yeah, today Yay. we're talking about one of our favorite tensions. Yeah, <laughs> you could say that for sure. I don't know if it's our favorite, but it is our tension. <laughs> we live this one all the time. That's right. Productivity and relationships. That's right. right. Yep. That's right. Tracy loves productivity and I love relationships and that's what makes us work. That's right. <laughs> we leverage this all the time. Yeah, but today we're talking about this polarity in the context of leadership and some of the realities that are happening today. So if you're a leader out there, this episode is for you. Yes, listen in. Listen Very in. Very important. So we don't have to tell you healthcare leaders that these are challenging times, right? They're fast-paced, a lot of demands, um, just a lot of things you have to manage on a day-to-day basis. And we feel your tension every time we talk to you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a lot of drivers for it, but we have really seen that the focus and the triple aim of you know trying to improve that patient experience, improving um, health of the population, reducing costs. It's pretty much in every aspect of your role as a leader, and you know you have to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and clinicians have been feeling the weight of those challenges as well, and um, and now we're in a situation where the clinicians are totally burned out. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They've been carrying that burden for a while now, right? And Good news, though. We're yeah. aware. Yeah, we're aware. <laughs> Help is on the way. Yep. And the National Academy of Medicine has also called for immediate action on multiple fronts. And uh, there's the new report that came out. So there's a lot of attention on this now across the country. And uh, what we know is that healthcare leaders are not immune to burnout either because of all the demands of new action plans, new priorities, new focus, uh, you know. We have a situation where leaders got to pay attention to productivity and relationships and how they balance that to really prevent burnout for themselves. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're already having troubles. Yeah. Right? Like what we've heard from leaders. Oh, yeah. They already are having some of the same struggles that staff have with managing workloads and, right, leadership support and a lot of different things. I have this image of a little white flag coming up. I give up. I surrender. I'm drowning. (laughs) Right, right. And so we're just going to pile on, right? We're going to add more. So it's just really important to pay attention to what can you do? We know you're there as a leader because you want to make a difference. You want to have a positive impact. You care about this. And you want to do things that will create that you know healthy environment uh, for those that report to you and for yourself as well. But we also know your current realities, right? You're being asked to do more with less time and resources. Your workloads you know, are unmanageable at times. Um, there's lots of initiatives going on. And sometimes there's just that inability to even discern what the heck is the priority when everything's a priority. That's right. You ever lived that, Michelle? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I and know. we hear it a lot too, competing initiatives. Oh, it's, it's, it's so challenging, right? When everything's a priority. Anyway, the other thing too is, you know, leadership is so important. And some of you, even as leaders, have shared, you know, that you don't have the support you need as a leader. And maybe some of you are micromanaged or there's just even a lack of support. You know, so there's a lot of things happening here. And all of this is is leaving some leaders to feel lost. Like, I, I don't know what to do or where to go or who to turn to, right? They feel very unproductive when they want to be. <laughs> so this is very a lot of tension when you want to be, you know, making a difference and you're feeling like you're not getting anywhere, right? And then they feel stuck and, mm-hmm. and some are actually already burnt out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the reality. That's, it is. That's hard, right? Now mm-hmm. we got to take on this big, another national initiative. Yes, we do. So if we pause, step back and say, what is a polarity that can help me through this? We think focusing on productivity and relationships is a key one, right? Because uh, when you leverage it, it really can help you improve your own personal performance as a leader and help improve the work environment and culture around you because you're really focusing on the relationships of your colleagues and the staff that report to you. And um, it will make a difference if we look at it through that lens. So it's the polarity provides sort of a framework or, you know, just a map, if you will, of how you can pay attention to both to help keep you sane and help prevent you from getting burned out. So in order to um, really understand that you know, a little bit better, Tracy and I are going to walk you through, you know, the upsides and the downsides of the productivity relationship um, polarity so that we can really identify those elements and what it looks like. Yeah. Why don't you start with the productivity, Michelle? Oh yeah. I'll start with that. That's your favorite. (laughs) That's your preference poll. Oh yeah. Not. So, but I do recognize, even though I have a preferred pull of relationships, I do know there are upsides to productivity. And here's a few of them Um, that it really provides clear role expectations and accountabilities, right? When you're really productive and you know who's doing what, it helps me in my own clarity. So, that's really a positive, positive things. And also, if you're very productive as a leader, it just helps to assure that you have the skills to meet the expectations and you're being productive and getting them done. So that's an upside. Um, and that there are, 
there's equal accountability to effective performance. Uh, and that also there's tangible results and measurements. If you have put on that productivity lens, it's kind of fun, right, Tracy? You yeah. kind of know what you're aiming for and you can... Well, you can tell when you're making progress. You How can. do you know if you're productive if you don't have some way to measure it? That's right. You know, so... Yeah. And another upside when you focus on the productivity poll is there's a good sense of accomplishment because, again, you can see it, but you can just check it off with all of the things you're productive about. That's right. That's right. And, you know, it's really just kind of, you know, productivity looks different for a healthcare leader maybe than it does, right, for the clinicians, yeah, yeah. right? But it's, it is, it's just that sense of, wow, you know, we got that initiative through, we had positive outcomes from it. Like, it's just, it's what you're actually achieving, right, and having that accomplishment. Yeah, so, you know, the upside of um, kind of the positive attributes of, of relationships, and my preference is let's get the work done. So I'm all about that. Not that I don't care about relationships, but I also know that there is a lot uh, that I have to have relationships really uh, to, to improve my productivity. So it takes a village. It does. In other words, right? Mm-hmm. It's not always just about one person. So that's, I think, what the, but putting emphasis here helps with. And uh, one of the first things is that when you have a connected leadership team, then there's that sense of shared purpose. When you're truly connected on what matters most, right, mm-hmm. across the leadership team. So we're talking to your peers and those um, that you are, you know, that you report to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, ha- having that sense of shared purpose is really important. So those connections make a difference in your ability. Um, the other is clarity on what each person on the leadership team needs to perform effectively and efficiently. So when you all know what each other needs, then you can support each other, right? When you have that clarity. If you're all working in isolation of each other and don't have a connection, you don't know what other people need. Yeah, you kind of have to have a relationship with someone to know what they need. Exactly, right? right? Exactly. And um, and then the other is, you know, when you're focused on relationships within the leadership team, your relationships take on a partnering kind mm-hmm. of, um, you know, context, right? And it's healthy. It's a healthy relationship. And you can have that kind of relationship with not only those that are your peers or those you report to, but those that are reporting to you as well. So it extends across, right, the organization. And then you have this sense of belonging, right, to a supportive community of leaders, so I think that's the other upside of giving attention to and, you know, focus on relationships is that belonging. And mm-hmm. and you don't feel like you're out there alone trying to manage the workload and do everything that needs to be done right by mm-hmm. yourself. And you can leverage other people and best practices. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so here's the good news is we can take simultaneous action on both productivity and relationships to achieve a positive outcome of both, Right. Yes, we can. Yes, we, we can. can do both. Yeah. So what steps are going to get us those positive outcomes? So we're going to share a little bit of some positive um, outcomes from action steps on productivity and relationships. And for productivity, it really helps to have access to tools and resources to improve your productivity. Sure. I've learned a lot about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give you an example of something that Tracy and I use. Um, and a lot of leaders from across the world use this tool. It's from Michael Hyatt. It's called the Focus Planner. And it really helps you stay on track on your 
goals and your productivity goals, and there's a whole system for it. And it doesn't matter if it's that system or another system. I think it's just what works for you, what helps you get clear on your productivity steps and um, how to keep track of them over time. Yeah, I think it I think the biggest benefit in those systems is prioritization and I think that's what people struggle with, right? Yes. So when you, you know, when we hear from people they don't know how to prioritize all the things they got going on, well you have to see them all together, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of start to ask those questions and work through the processes to make sure that the action steps you are taking are related to the things that you have identified as priorities. And sometimes those things shift, but that's a great tool. I love that tool. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say when it comes to productivity, and sometimes you don't feel you can do this, but you do have agency. You do have control (laughs) over some things, and that is say no, right? Yeah. So sometimes we feel like, Oh, you know, you get asked to do a lot of different things and you just either you want to because you want to make an impact or you want to contribute or you feel you have to because of the person that's asking you to do that, you know, join this committee, take this on. And uh, you can actually say no sometimes. And sometimes you need to say no Mm -hmm. in order to stay focused on the things that are your priority Mm -hmm. and so that you can be more productive. Yeah, so start practicing that. Just say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we look at the action steps for relationships, um, it might be some new skill development or some new ways of being with the people that you work with, um, the other leaders around you. So an example of something is you may want to learn more about just self-awareness. How mm-hmm. self-aware am I in the meeting with my colleagues, um, in my own skill development, you know, Do I need to learn more about emotional intelligence and how I am? Because that's a critical skill when it comes to relationship building. Yeah, sure. And, you know, I think the other thing, too, is um, just being intentional, Mm -hmm. right? Having, Having intention to build relationships and putting it on your priority list and building it into your processes. So a group that Michelle and I worked with um, recently, they were trying to improve their relationships across their leadership team. And they identified that one way that they would do that and just to, to increase the connection on a personal level with each other was after their safety huddles every morning, they would just gather like mm-hmm. for a quick cup of coffee, you know, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Let's check in with each other. How are how's everybody doing? Anybody need support today, right? Like just kind of connecting at the personal level. Um and uh, so that was one of the action steps that they put in place to mm-hmm. enhance the relationships. It's a great example. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing is there's some early warning signs too. You got to know if you're overfocused. Oh yeah. You know, if you haven't had relationships, <laughs> you might really put a ton of attention there, right? And then kind of neglect the productivity. <laughs> so, you know, if you were going to, if that was going to happen, then sometimes what you might see is those meetings start to become ineffective because everybody's just having a good time getting to know each other, right? Oh, yes. Chatting it up and just enjoying being together. Um, that's kind of the extreme, but that can happen when you, you know, you finally you realize yep. the benefit of it, right? And you're starting to really enjoy those relationships and the power of them, that can happen. Yeah. That's when you get asked, hey, what happened in that meeting? You have to say, oh, not much. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the other thing too is there can be some um, indicators for over-focusing on the productivity as well. And and that may be where some people 
end up, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's such a, a desire to be productive. Um, and so sometimes when we're doing that, we disengage mm-hmm. from others or we stop attending some of the meetings or gatherings um, because we're just so into get it done, get it done, get it done, right? But that's not necessarily a healthy thing either. So that might be a early sign if you're kind of declining to attend some of the things that may be beneficial from a relationship perspective. Yeah, that can also affect your relationships at home, right? Bringing work home. Sure, Yeah. sure, yeah. So, you know, the, the thing here is when we really balance this and we leverage this polarity as as leaders in the organization. Um, you know, what we're after here really is a healthy, high-performing leadership team. That That's really the greater purpose of mm-hmm. why would you want to leverage this? And this is like, so the, the sustainable outcome you would be after, right? And, you know, and that that's represented in enhanced relationships, um, improved productivity, and well-managed workloads. Like, who wouldn't want that, right? And then, you know, but we have the deeper fear. So if we don't pay attention to this, and some of you may already be experiencing some of this, right? Then you end up having an unhealthy and poor-performing leadership team. And that can look like, you know, burnout, disconnected and withdrawn from others on your team. So everybody's just working in isolation and disconnected and, you know, feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. And if you don't address this, then next year, you're either going to be in the same place or worse off deeper into this unhealthy culture, leadership culture. So it really is um, a really important polarity and can get tons of benefits out of leveraging this and applying this in the work environment. Hmm. So let's talk about some teaching points from this polarity. Um, first of all, leaders take accountability for your outcomes. Right? Pause, reflect. What are what are the outcomes I'm getting right now when it relates to these two polarities and the tensions? Right. So um, that's really important. And also. Take the creator orientation, not the victim orientation, right? That's a choice. And it's really easy when you have all these demands and you're not balancing this well to kind of go into the victim mentality or orientation, but pause and think, what could be done about this? What could I do differently? And take that creative orientation. Well, what opportunity yeah. is here, right? It So much of what we experience is based on our interpretations, Mm-hmm. how we think about it. And if we shift our orientation right. and we can see, right, that there there's a way to mm-hmm. get more positive outcomes and that we do have agency. There's more that you control than you think you do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? So control what you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then just pick one action in both polls to get started. You know, don't overwhelm yourself with, you know, listing five things to do for being more productive and having better relationships. Just start start with one simple Action step for each side. Yeah, baby yeah. steps. Baby right? steps. Yeah. So when you feel that the tension, right, between where you are and where you want to be, whether if it's with relationships in your work environment, with the person you report to maybe, mm-hmm. or whether it's with being more productive, what's just one thing, one baby step that you can focus on for the next month or so, right, and take yeah. some action to start getting that positive outcome. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do it. Right? Easy peasy, folks. <laughs> when you break it down, right? One step at a time. This is how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing at a time. That's right. 
Thanks as always for listening to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. We'd love to hear and answer your questions. If you have questions, you can email us at questions at missinglogic.com and we may include your question in a future episode. You can find show notes and links at our website, www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast. If you're the kind of leader who wants to help others, then share this podcast with your peers and other healthcare leaders. We're certain if you found value in it, they will too. Please share this on your social media channels and leave us a review in iTunes. If you don't know how to leave a review, you can find instructions on our website at www.missinglogic.com forward slash podcast.